all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To your previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. The first day of school is almost here, and so are those back-to-school jitters. Not just for kids, but for parents, too. Back to a set schedule might feel reassuring, but if school doesn't go smoothly, often back to school is back to stress. Do you remember those transitions back to school? How did you feel? Excited or a sense of dread? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us today by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. That's what we're talking about. Back to school. You got to go back. Oh, man. So the first day of school is almost here. And like I said, so are those back to school jitters. Not just for kids, like we were hearing, but for parents, too. You know, sometimes getting back to a set schedule sounds great, but sometimes it's pretty anxiety-provoking when it's hard to get back to that schedule, hard to get people up in the morning, hard to get yourself back into the routine of homework and all that stuff. So often there's stress. So do you remember those transitions getting back into school? Were you one of those who was so excited or one of those who felt like, gosh, it was really messing up your life? Um, So and how did you deal with that? And how do you deal with that now if you are a parent 
of children who are having to go back to school. Now, we plan in our next show to talk about back to college and letting go, but today we can talk about that, but this is predominantly talking about those back-to-school day-to-day routines in elementary or high school that parents are are dealing with. And sometimes it can be a harsh change from a really fun summer. Now, even some kids who have a really great summer are very excited about getting back to school because they get to see friends, they get to see those that uh, they haven't in a while. And so that's good. But, you know, now with such connectivity with Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all of that, the kids are staying pretty connected through the summer, even while they have that lazy schedule. So tell us how you've prepared. What are you doing? Have you done anything yet? And we'll talk about what maybe you can do to help ease things back into school. Give us a call. Share your experiences. Share your uh, maybe advice. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So today in the morning news also, I just wanted to throw this one out there. There was a story about the Oregon governor signing into law uh, mental health days, up to five days in a three-month period for kids who just need a break due to anxiety or depression or um, struggles that they're having, not necessarily illness from a physical standpoint, but just feeling like uh, they need a break to breathe and take off. So this is the first state uh, to to pr- truly put mental health parity into physical health parity with um, in in the school system. I'd love to hear what you think about that too, because we know no matter what, some kids feel very stressed in school. Sometimes because of bullying, sometimes the peer pressure issues. Sometimes it has to do with academic struggles. Sometimes it has to do with a teacher, a particular teacher. Um, so, so what do you think about that? Do you think that that mental health piece is a good idea? Dr. Um, Buttress, yeah. you talked about a lot of issues that children have when going back to school. And I noticed we didn't talk about the peer pressure of the clothes and the shoes and I know everyone's starting to go back to school shopping and they have the free the tax weekend coming up right but some parents can't afford um uh, the same you know a lot of the name brand clothes and shoes and that adds a lot of pressure especially high school right you know in junior high they're finding out who they are and it's all about you know what you look like and your appearance and what people see on the outside which is not what it should be about but you know high school how it is and the kids go to school and they don't have the latest this or the nicest this and it makes like you said it adds extra pressure it puts pressure, mm, pressure on the on kids mm-hmm. and subsequently pressure on, on the parents, parents because many times the parents just absolutely cannot afford it. Um, 
I would highly, um, I think that's why so many schools, uh, public schools and private schools have gone to uniforms Mm -hmm. so that one doesn't struggle with that, that they, you know, everybody wears the same polo shirt or the Mm -hmm. same jumper or the white shirt or the khakis or whatever um, to try to steer away from that. And from what I understand, according to um, research, that really does help a lot. Um, and I think a lot of schools have even drawn the line as to what shoes you can wear because the same thing can happen. You know, a parent can have a child feeling like they need to pressure their parents into buying them $200 pair of tennis shoes, which is, you know, they're growing kids. It's ridiculous, even if they can afford it. But many will strap themselves to do that Going kind of thing. Going to debt to just make their child happy. Right. Right. And um, and so is that the right thing to do? Is no, it no. the right thing to do to to think that buying your child the right brand of tennis shoes is going to or the right um, sweatshirt is going to make that child a happier being later on, maybe happier for the moment. But what I will tell you often happens is that then ratchets up expectations. And so once you've done that, it's sort of a slippery slope of what happens next. <laughs> Where do you go from there? Where do right? you go from there? <laughs> so while we're, I'm going to throw some of those things out that, yeah, cause anxiety, bring up the the peer pressure, Michelle. Thank you for doing that about clothes. But but about what about other things that have happened maybe in previous years that increase your potential anxiety? Um, like you forgot you forgot gym clothes. Um, uh, you're you can't find your first couple of classes. You thought it was the A day of classes where children have those rotating classes, A and B day, and you have to have different books and you bring the wrong books. Um, That, what about this? Often, I've heard this happen with my grandchildren. They go to school um, their first day and they find out that none of their close friends are in their homeroom class. And so they went from being very excited to getting to see these close friends to now none of those friends are there. And it they feel like a stranger, even if it's a regular school, an old school that they've been to, much less if you have a child who's changing from middle school to high school, or perhaps like happens in our Jackson metropolitan area, sometimes Children change from private school to public school at a certain point or vice versa. Um, I know that there are some schools that um, have two or three different middle schools, but then you get fed into one large high school. So there are all kinds of reasons that anxieties can can happen. Um, Just waking up in time for the alarm. Um, 
Here's another one that, I again, I know this happened to me one time at the beginning of school. This is a very long time ago, but I still remember it. Um, planning to meet your best friend out front at school so you didn't have to walk into the school on the first day by yourself. And that friend was nowhere to be seen. And so I, you know, I, who everybody thinks um, I'm this high social being, but I have a little bit of anxiety there. So I don't like going into a room where I don't know a lot of people. And I remember that very, very clearly um, back, which was many, many years ago. So there are lots of things that can affect our kids as they're going back to school, whether it's um, first grade or whether it's 10th grade. We have to remember that what may seem important to us um, right now in our lives is maybe not that important to them. And what may seem like a minor issue may be a huge issue. You know, Dr. Um, Buttress, another way uh, you can combat that first day jitters, Jordan, my daughter, actually already asked me prior to first day of school, which will be on the 7th. So we have, what, a week? A week, almost. Yeah. And I said, you know what, that's a good idea. She asked me, could I pick up her best friend? Because I take her to school mm-hmm. and I drop her off every day. And I said, yes. I'll pick up your best friend. They spend all their summer. They spend all their summer together and for the first day of school. Uh-huh. She said, yeah. "Ma, can because her friend dr- rides the bus." Yeah, but she said, "Can you go pick her up and so we can go in together?" Yeah. So you know uh, that's a good idea as well. If one rides the bus and one dro- one's a drop off, uh, maybe letting them go together for maybe the first week. For the first, yeah, for the first days. day or two or three. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a get- that's a good mama. Mm-hmm. I'm proud. Of you, Michelle. (laughs) She normally gets her way anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about that more. Um, So I know it's time for our first break, but I want to throw out to our listeners, call us. What what were some of the first day struggles that you would add to the list of what we've talked about? What do you remember as a first day struggle or or maybe what kind of concerns do you have for your child? Call us one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back. Ring, ring goes the bell. The cook in the lunch room ready to sell. You're lucky if you can find a seat. You're fortunate if you have time to eat. Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Southern Remedies, relatively speaking. We're and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we're talking about back to school, the jitters, 
Maybe the dread or maybe the excitement. Some parents sometimes are very excited to get back to school and get their kids back on that schedule. But sometimes it sounds easy and good, and sometimes it's a little difficult for many different reasons. Sometimes it's that our children just need a little bit of adjustment help. And we'll talk through that, some of those issues that come up, and um, would love for you to join in the conversation. You can call one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. And in fact, before we get to some of the specific problems, uh, like bullying is one I really want to tackle, let's go on to the phone lines. We have Greg in Columbus, uh, Mississippi. Hi, Greg. Thanks for calling. Hey, uh, good morning there. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I just wanted to comment about, you know, as far as uniforms and Mm -hmm. you folks had mentioned about, uh, you know, some kids having expensive shoes and everything. You know, I know I'm getting to be an old man right now, but when I was going through school, we didn't have the uniform issues. And, you know, the thing is, I think uniforms, uh, you know, it's sad that you may have to have uniforms to get girls and boys to dress, you know, appropriate. But as far as the things, as far as, you know, Billy or Tommy having better shoes than Johnny, uh, to me, the the whole thing that people are missing is character out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I went to school, I had those hard plastic shoes from Kmart, you know, for sneakers, for gym mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. and other kids that uh, had parents that earned a lot more money than my uh, dad, you know, they had those, uh, back in the day, you know, Converse high-top shoes, right. different colors and everything, but you know, uh, no one really said anything to me, once in a while someone made a comment or something like that, but to me, you know, it was more important to me, I didn't care what any other little child thought, you know, my fellow schoolmates or even a teacher or something, because I know my dad worked for those. And I know my mother worked for those. And at home, they worked very hard. I, I really respect my parents even to this day. But character, to me, was instilled. As we went to Kmart, me and my dad, to go pick out a pair of shoes there, you know, he was looking at the prices and everything, and I could tell that. And it's like, you know, I'm like, Dad, these are good here. And uh, we just, you know, picked the hard plastic. Uh, and, man, those things, thinking back on my feet, they, they, <laughs> they probably were killers. Yeah. You know, but, but they were sneakers. And yeah. I think, you know, we're really missing the aspect of yeah. character. And nobody should be beat up because their shoes. And it's like, you really got some horrible kids if that's the case. But you're only painting over the problem there if you're trying to buy Billy a pair of, uh, you know, $200 shoes so Tommy won't beat them up or something like that or they won't steal them. But uh, I just wanted to comment to me, uh, I don't care what people wore. Um, you know, and I didn't wear the best clothes in school. But, you know, the thing yeah. is, it's character. Yeah. And now, as I look back, a lot of those kids from different families, uh, you know, what did they do? They wasted their lives, some of them. I don't know of any in my class that became a doctor, but, you know, myself, I was able to, I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, and I didn't have the best clothes, but I went on to retire from the military as a pilot and, and do some wow. other professional things. I'm a registered nurse, and so, you know, the thing is, um, character is yeah. what matters, and wow. when your parents parents instill that into you just by their actions and watching you and a whole bunch of other things but uh, I just think that um, you know that's what I wanted to comment on wow great words Greg Um, thank you for your service first of all Um, and both as a 
a pilot and as a nurse, both very honorable. Um, and your words are so spot on. And I think we've talked about modeling and how important being a good model and and character building for kids on previous shows like this, but you said it so well. And I think that, you know, your parent, your, your dad may not have um, earned a lot of money and he may not have had a lot of uh, physical, of uh, monetary things to give you. But man, what did he give you? He gave you probably the best gift parents can give and that is a a good model and and the other thing that it sounds like you had was good self-esteem so that Greg even though you 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 said a few things like you weren't the brightest bulb in the box it sounds like you're pretty bright but um, you said a couple of things that I think were so telling as to how you were raised that you didn't worry about what other people had it was more about who you were Um, unfortunately we don't have that model going on um, to all of our children so Um, Listeners out there, I think hearing what Greg said as far as being a good model, not succumbing to thinking that you have to give expensive clothes or shoes or jewelry to your child to, to make them okay with their peers, if there are peers who don't think they're okay because their clothes are cheaper than the ones that they are able to wear because their parents make more, then they're not really friends. And so we need to teach the difference in who you want as a friend. You want somebody who has good character, just like Greg said. So good, a good lesson to start working um, with children. I'd love to hear other thoughts about that very specific issue. We have some open lines at one eight seven seven MPB ring, one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Join the conversation. We're going to go on to Barry and is it Lattermore? Where yes, do, ma'am. Lattermore. Where is that? And it's it's by uh, Van Cleve, Mississippi, right uh, right north of the coast. Okay, I'll have to look for that. Um, it's Byron, right? Hi, Byron. Yes, Thanks ma'am. for calling. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. What are your thoughts about the first day of school? Well, I'm gonna be a junior this year at St. Martin High School, oh. and coming up from it, I really do think that it takes a lot. Mr. Greg really nailed the nail the nail on the head when he said, "Uh." That it really starts, you know, at home and that first day of school, you know, the parents really do do a lot. And I really wouldn't be the same without my mom. And she really does a good job taking me and my sister and making sure being something greater than the sum of your parts. So I really do think that, you know, it really does start from that. And without, you know, you're not, you're not nobody without somebody. And I really do think that the parents and the teachers really do make a big difference on us. Wow. Byron, I rarely have teens calling in. I'm so excited you called because we talk a lot about teens and, you know, it's good. It's really good to hear from them and their real opinions. So is there anything that you you uh, 
First of all, your mother, I hope she's listening because what an incredible, awesome compliment you just gave her because um, you you nailed it. Uh, you, you None of us are anybody if we don't have somebody who who cares about us, who values us and and helps us through life. So but tell me, what do you typically do to try to prepare yourself for school? And do you get the jitters? Yes, ma'am. I'd be lying if I said I did. <laughs> um, I really, you know, I get those nervous folks, but I really do spend a lot of time in the summer at the school. You know, I'm, uh, I really do try to help out the school as much as I can. I'm on the student council and the football team, so you really don't get too much of a break during the summertime. It's really a year-long kind of deal. Yeah. But that first day of school, you know, it really is something else because there's always somebody new at the school. It's never the same bunch of people, and there's always somebody who left. So, you know, you kind of get a negative, but it feels in the positive because you're meeting somebody you didn't know before. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, it's hard because, you know, that first day of school, it's, you know, you got to absorb everything in. And the teachers really don't put too much on you that first day, but, you know, it's a sentence. So I think it's that first impression you make on your teachers that sets the next 180 days. Yeah, it yeah. it really does. So you try to make a good first impression that first day, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, Byron, thanks so much for your call. And um, what I would like to recommend to our listeners, and I hope we have more teens out there listening. I'd love to hear from them. Uh, but but also, I'd, I'd like to remind parents, if they don't have their, their teens listening or their middle schoolers listening, uh, one thing that Byron just mentioned is they're often new people at school. And those new people are often very anxious and sometimes pretty lost. Um, but sometimes it's not even a new person. It's an individual who does truly have some anxiety and is terrified of the upcoming school year. If How great would it be if, if other children, other teens, would take notice of somebody who looks a little lost or a little scared and just say, hey, how can I help you? Do you know where your next class is? Um, can I help you find what you need? Or uh, let me tell you a little bit about this school. Uh, how good would that be? And how um, wonderful could it be? Um, Byron, are you still there? You're, are you still on the student council? You said you've served on the student council. Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna, I serve as the president this year, so it's a lot of weight on my shoulders. It sure um, is. Well, I have but a. I think at the same time, it's it's really a blessing to do it, and I really do appreciate you letting me want to talk about this. It's a blessing to talk. Oh well, glad you called. I would suggest that maybe as one of your your projects or thoughts is for your student council to come up with a plan, maybe uh, a welcoming plan for for new students, maybe a way to make sure that everybody has a buddy. At school, um, you said it. I'm going to say it again. You're nobody unless you have somebody who cares about you. And I want everybody to keep that in mind. So, Byron, thanks again for your call. I really appreciate it. I think this might be a good time for us to go to another break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about um, the modeling, uh, what's really important in school, what we should remind our children 
is really the most important. And we'll talk a little bit about that bullying issue, too, when we get back. Give us a call. Join in the conversation. I know every single one of you listening has a memory about school, something good, maybe something bad, that first day, that first week. You can call us at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. This is relatively speaking. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we're talking about back-to-school, back-to-school jitters, ways to help your child, your teen, back into school, things that you can do to make it a bit easier, and trying to remember how it felt for you when you were moving back into a school, whether you were one of those kids who was a military person and moved all over the country, so there were lots of new schools. I know many of you experienced that. Or perhaps um, it's your child is one of those who maybe struggles in school, and so trying to make sure that they get a good start, what can you do? You can give us a call, join in the conversation. I want to hear from you at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 So I've mentioned bullying a couple of times. I just want to say it and talk a little bit about what you can do. If your child the previous school year had some problems with um bullying, um, or if they're moving into a new school and maybe had a bad memory from a previous school, um, that those first few days or weeks of school can be very, very anxiety-provoking. So there's some things that you can do. We've talked a little bit about making sure that you ha- your child has a friend, has an individual, somebody that they know um, when they're walking in that first day. Um, that Somebody they know, they may know lots of people, but somebody they know that they can rely on. And so there are, for most of us, there are a couple of weeks before school starts, there's time yet to sort of identify an individual, come up with maybe a plan on helping. Uh, You know, when a child is bullied at school or has been picked on in the past, it can really be embarrassing. Um, Your child may not want to talk about it. They may not admit it. 
So what you may need to do instead of asking a lot of questions about socially how things are going, and I've been guilty of that. My child comes home from school and, my, you know, how did it go? How's everything? Um, What did you do at school? Instead of peppering uh, with questions, maybe it's good sometimes to just sit back and watch and listen. So sometimes look at the behavior in your child. Um, Are there unexplained injuries or bruises? Is there missing or damaged property? Um, Is your child saying they really hate school and they don't want to go? Um, Maybe to say, instead of saying, well, of course you have to go to school, say, tell me about that. Tell me why you're not liking school. Talk to me about what's going on. Certainly a change in eating or sleeping, um, a change in whether or not they want to do other activities may be a sign also that something negative is going on. So just because a child is looking at school avoidance doesn't mean that they're being oppositional or lazy. And so I would caution parents, if you start seeing that, there's likely something going on that's not happy about their their attendance in school. It may be academic or it may be social. And so to try to listen and watch and not just pepper with questions because often children will shut down when that happens. Um, so if a child is um, expresses a worry about something, like it sounds like... Um, I won't know anybody or none of my friends are in my homeroom class. Don't brush it aside. Don't say that's silly because you know what will happen next is they won't share with you the next time. They'll just internalize it. So sit down, be a good listener, try to come up with a good plan that And maybe the best plan is for you to say, well, what do you think we ought to do about it? Um, do you have some possible solutions? Um, do you think it might be helpful if we do this, this, and this? So sometimes just letting them work with you through the problem can be all that's needed. So be a good listener, uh, be a good observer. Um, It's sort of detective work um, so that you can figure out what the real problem is instead of expecting the child to just all of the sudden share everything with you because they likely won't. Um, even even great kids um, sometimes won't share. And, and it may be because they don't want to worry you because they know that it might make you sad. So keep that in mind. Okay, well, let's go on back to the phones. We have um, Casey. Yes, ma'am. Hi, good morning. Thanks for calling. Hey, how are you? I'm great. You have some <laughs> thoughts about uniforms is that correct yes ma'am it's just i remember in school um you know my parents did not make a lot of money my mom wasn't able to work my dad worked very hard but he didn't make very much and so i wore mostly walmart you know discount sort of clothes and i remember so every year getting made fun of for my clothes because they weren't the right brand or or whatnot and um 
you know, that's, that's just really tough, and I wish we wore uniforms. So at least I kind of look like everybody else. But I have a son, and he's eight months old, so, of course, it's going to be years before he starts school. And I think about that a lot. I think about, you know, what if he comes home and he says, Mama, somebody made fun of me because of my shoes or my, you know, my clothes. And just the thought of that really upsets me because I know what that feels like, and it just it always hurts. It never gets any better. Yeah. yeah. You know, Casey, I'm so sorry that you went through that. And, you know, considering, let me just throw something out there. 30%, I don't know if you lived in true poverty or not, but Casey, 30% of our children uh, live in poverty in Mississippi, 30%. 60% of our children live near the poverty line, okay? So for that many of our children to be struggling with that, they do not need one more issue on their back um, to further impair them in being successful in school and being bullied about what you wear is impairing. I can I have a memory, Casey, and I'm old. Um, I have a memory when I was in school, standing back and watching. Um, some classmates make fun of one of our classmates for the clothes that she wore. And I remember being a bystander. I didn't participate because that just wasn't me. My parents never taught that. They taught kindness and acceptance. But I remember that happening. And I still regret still regret and almost get tearful about it for not stepping in and protecting that individual. So my children were taught from the very beginning that you never, ever, ever make fun of people for for what they don't have. You never do that. And more than that, I taught them to step in and protect others. And so I think the best thing that you can do for your son, who's eight months, and you'll be surprised how quickly he's five and all of a sudden in school. I think the best thing you can do for him is to teach him. I don't know if you heard our first caller, Greg, but if you didn't, I would go back and listen to the podcast because he said some great things about living as you did in a family that didn't have, they had meager means, and, you know, he got his shoes from Kmart. Um, but he he said, now he did say that no one really made fun of him, but it may be that that it was more on the sly, or maybe they didn't. Maybe it was a kinder school. But for whatever the reason, I would empower your child to realize that it has nothing to do with what you wear, but who you are and your character, and that anyone who is making fun of another individual for their clothes or how they look or what color their hair is or anything like that um, is a lesser character. They're an individual who hasn't been taught the the right um caring and skill set and and do they haven't had the proper character building so that's what you can do don't worry about whether you can afford the most expensive clothes what i would do is work really hard on being a good model teaching your child to be a confident 
individual who can look someone in the eye if someone says something unkind to them and say, well, that wasn't very nice. You're correct. Um, Perhaps my parents can't afford expensive clothes, but what they can afford is giving me a whole lot of love. So, you know, I I think um, empowering others, not only... Um, to have good confidence, but to know how to also step in and learn how to defend others is probably one of the most important lessons you can teach your child, modeling it and showing kindness. So, um, Casey, thank you for that call. I I know we had um, Greg come in, and it was very helpful hearing what he had to say. But hearing from you and hearing about the bullying and that you're already concerned about your son is, is something. I hope other listeners are hearing this, how damaging that kind of thing can be. So, Casey, I hope I helped you and maybe I helped some others as we talk through that. Any last words? Uh, no, ma'am. I appreciate you taking my call. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks for calling in. All right. So, okay, Michelle's telling me it's time for another break, and when we will come back, we'll talk about some of those other problems that kids face as they're moving along um, in those first week or two of school so this is relatively speaking we'll be right back hide away they say because we don't want your broken parts i've learned to be ashamed of my scars run away they say no one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us For we are glorious When the sharpest words want to cut me down I'm gonna send the blood, gonna drown them out I am brave, I am bruised I am who I'm meant to be This is me, so now here I come, and I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, and we're talking about back to school, obviously. Um, Some of the problems, some of the pitfalls, some of the difficulties that our kids are getting into in school. And, you know, we, we haven't talked a lot 
about some of just the preparatory things because we've really talked about some good stuff like um, some of the the bullying, the clothes issues, the the issues that kids struggle with, and sometimes we are just unaware. So if your child is going to school and dreading the back to school, um, be sure it's not just dreading back to school, but there's not something else going along. Give us a call if you have any further comments or or questions or experiences you want to share. We've still got some time. Call one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So let's talk about another issue that could come up. Um, now the Kids have been off all summer. Uh, their brains, uh, many of them, have sort of gone to sleep. They haven't done any academic work. Uh, they maybe are behind on their reading. Some of our kids have only two weeks now to finish their required reading. So I would get busy on that. Make sure if you have to sit down and start reading a chapter with them, do it. Instead of just yelling, make sure your child is understanding their reading. Make sure their reading is progressing as it should. So sometimes to do that, it's it requires time from you. And it may be that you're home from work and you're tired and you told your child to read the book and they didn't. Um, but instead of getting into a yelling match with your child, maybe the best thing to do is sit down and read with them. Sometimes that model, we've talked about how important models are. Um, The joy of learning um, can be modeled. Get excited about watching something fun on the Discovery Channel. Get excited about looking at a National Geographic or reading about something different. Um, Those kinds of things are really great models. And if your child is really dreading school and grades weren't good last year, make sure that there's not truly an academic struggle going on. Okay, we'll get back to that in a minute, but I want to go to Kathy and Kosciuszko about first day of school. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for calling. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really enjoying your uh, show, and I was listening as I'm driving, actually. Uh, I was just wanting to comment. There is a little uh, play that we do with my grandchildren. And uh, every time we get in the car and we're always going somewhere, we talk about what are we going to do when there's a room full of people and we have to walk into the door. And we're now at the door and we see we don't know anybody in there. So what do we do? How are we feeling? And we end up talking about what we're going to do and how we're going to handle it how we're not going to let anybody steal our joy, how we're not going to be ugly or uh, not accommodating to somebody. If somebody's sitting by themselves, go sit by them and talk to them. And it's amazing to me how they come up with these wonderful scenarios of what they could do. Sometimes they're funny and they're crazy, but (laughs) it's it's getting them talking about how they're going to handle a stressful situation how they're going to do this tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And it's just 
minutes or so while we're driving in the car. But it just amazes me how I watch them react to people in church, in uh, groups, or wherever, because they're in camp all summer long. Uh They're having to walk into a room every day just about to try to go to Lego camp or to science camp or to uh, bulldog camp or to this camp or that camp. And um, it's amazing to me what they come up with. Oh, what a great suggestion. So what you're, how old are, are the kids that you're? Well, I have them from three to 20. I have five grandchildren. But the ones that I talk with the most, that I have the most interaction with, <clears throat> is the five and the seven-year-old. Yeah. So I know. I always felt like being having the gift of being able to drive my children to school was so wonderful because that was a time that I got to really share and really talk to them. So um, this is with your grandchildren. I know you're enjoying it, and I, you likely did it with your kids, but I love this. So you are letting them come up with ways that it would be easier for them to walk into school. Are, are other places that might be anxiety-provoking. And this is something that several, actually, therapists has, have come up with. Uh, it kind of started, I believe, with an individual, Carol Gray, who did social stories, um, which is um, actually a treatment that's been used for kids with autism, where they create a scenario and and the kids kind of step through it. So, for example, how would you go into a restaurant and order a pizza? Pre- pretend that I'm at the counter and you need to tell me what you want. How would you do that? And so, um, Kathy, that is great because kids learn best, as do adults, from active participation. Um, What a great idea. I would love, I know we just have uh, one minute left, but tell me quickly what one of the solutions was from one of your grandkids on how they would approach a, a room where they didn't know anyone. They came to me and they were telling me, uh, they call me two mommy. And they say, two mommy, I really had a, a bad experience today. And I said, well, tell me about it. And so they went on to tell me that they were playing some sort of game and she and, and her sister were not being chosen. They were not being included. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I said, well, what did you do? And she said, well, I just stood up and told them, I said, hello, people, my name is written and I am available for choosing whatever you need because I am really good at this game. <laughs> How wonderful is that? So you have taught this wonderful little being confidence in the ability to express herself and be there. And that's what we need to be doing for all of these children. Kathy, thanks so much for that call. I think everybody learned a new technique. So I want to thank Michelle, our producer and engineer today, our call screener, the wonderful Java Chapman. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and that you'll be all ready for school when it starts. Um, uh, NPR Here and Now is coming up next on MPB Think Radio, and we'll see you on the radio next week.